that was great. Yeah, you kind of you kind of yeah. cheated there by by getting Bonnie t- Bonnie Tyler like that's just cheap <laughs> straight away. So bit lazy, yeah. bit lazy, Jamie. <laughs> You know, <laughs> wasn't me. I'll say it to Anne, but I'm sure she'll have it coming back to you, you too. Planned it. Um, <laughs> your planning manager. I don't know if you heard, but this podcast is now sponsored. So before we get into the episode, let me tell you about our sponsor. I Love That Ad is proudly sponsored by IRS Plus, the one-stop shop for expert local radio planning and media agnostic brand solutions. If you have a media brief, you need to speak to IRS Plus. Go to irsplus.ie or mail hello at irsplus.ie for more. Now on to the show. Hello and welcome to another episode of I Love That Ad. Joined with me in the co-pilot seat, Shane W. Brennan. How are you, Shane? I am very well, thank you very much. Great to, great to have you alongside as always. Uh, and we are also joined by the immaculate Jamie Fulham, Planning Manager at Diageo. How are you, Jamie? Welcome to the podcast. Good. Who sells that? Good, really good. Yeah. You've got a lovely intro there, immaculate. Yeah, yeah. That's a nice yeah, one. Yeah, I don't know if it's the beard comment or something in between, but I'll always it take be it because my receding hairline is very visible, I feel, in this camera all of a sudden. Uh, well, we're all we're getting there, don't before. worry. We're all we're looking we're all... at it now. Yeah. <laughs> do you, do you downgrade the picture quality just so people won't be focusing on that? <laughs> it's it, Yeah, it's more so the spotlights. I need to strategically start sitting in better positions in these meeting rooms because they, they kind of <laughs> shine a bit, but yeah. As the thing that happens, I I do I'm looking at the mirror and I turn to my wife. I'm like, I think she's like, just no one's looking at you. And I'm like, yeah, okay, <laughs> fair can... enough. But I look at me. <laughs> we'll uh, do a double discount flight over to Turkey to get the hair plugs. I'm in for that. I'm in. <laughs> with, I might get the old teeth, the Fiat Clicker zone as well. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Very good. Jamie, uh, for eagle-eyed listeners and viewers, there, I, I said you uh, you're planning manager at, at Diageo, um, and when I was Whenever I, I, I come across uh, people and friends and ex-colleagues who've, who's, who started working in Diageo or work in that field, the same question always comes to my mind. It's like Diageo is essentially like James's Gate is the Wonka factory for grown-ups. Like it has, it's the home of Guinness. So like, mm. while that sounds amazing in the dream, is it also quite dangerous in the sense of never meet your heroes? Like, I'm assuming you're a, a, a Guinness fan. So, like, are you in danger of ruining one of your favorite products that you might consume by actually working there? No, and actually, because I used to work and um, I've had lots of weird and wonderful random jobs in my life in the past. And I used to work in Dublin Airport for a while. Um, and I was part of one of the concession stands that was in there for a few months but like you know that buzz you get when you're going to the airport and you're like oh you're going holidays yeah that wore off very quickly and ever since then I've never been able to kind of get that buzz back that has not happened here thankfully uh, <laughs> I am still only a newbie I'm only about six and a half months in but no it's a it's an amazing place to be I think like you're going into the brewery every day and um, there's a lot of excitement like you got the storehouse over on one side and those seeing like it's Ireland's biggest tourist attraction and you're consistently seeing flows of people coming in and they're all really excited and like just a, as a brand home like it's a really really powerful thing that we have as an asset to the business but no even working in the in the background in the commercial side of things yeah you don't get bored of it it's still really exciting it's it's really like people say when you join the Azure, like you join for the brands or you say for the people even walking into the place where all the brands are kind of built on a daily basis because it is a it's a production facility like we brew mm-hmm. guinness here and some of the other ales and lagers 
Rowan goes across the road. So you actually are in a production facility. There's there's health and safety that needs to be taken in consideration. But even just being here, there is a very there's an energy about the place that there's this something kind of different. It's something I will take your line that this is the Willy Wonka chocolate factory going forward. I'm definitely gonna say that in the presentation, <laughs> but there is that kind of feeling to it. Um it's a really good, really cool place to work. And there's actually lots going on. There's lots of change coming here. I know it's in the press a lot lately, but the Guinness quarters come down the line and they're gonna make it bigger and better and more open to the public because you really actually don't get to see much. And um, so yeah, it's a very exciting place to be. That's deadly. I, I was actually um years ago as part of like one of the Guinness quarter kind of community meetings that was ran and it just because I used to live around that area so mm. uh it's just it was, it was amazing the kind of the, the the long thought process of okay well, what's yeah. the benefit for the community and making sure that that's baked in from from the from the very start it's like that that was kind of yeah. cool and, and for anyone who lives around the Thomas Street area or, or Christchurch area that smell just reminded me of, just made me want Weetabix all the time because just that 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 smell yeah, of the barley and, yeah. and everything is just it's just amazing. But um, we could talk about our love of Guinness uh all day and and we have a lot on this podcast before you arrived. We had a whole Guinness special where we uh where we oh, did really? Guinness ads uh, in Daly's Pub in in Clare where it was a Guinness ad special because of the legacy of advertising and and great work uh done in Guinness. So obviously you're going to add to that tapestry in your time. At yeah, hopefully that's the plan. That's the it, plan. It, it is something that, like, you know, if you say anyone from, you know, it was agency side for someone before and getting to work in Guinness is a real treat. But yeah, it's definitely, you do feel that like there's a lot of work that we do to really protect the past. Then, um, mm. you know, some of these brands have been around for in excess of 200 years. And it's amazing because we have a vault across the road in the storehouse that actually collects all the advertising and go back and see what was done on, you know, whatever year and date that it was and seeing what was live at the time and it's really amazing but that definitely is something that we take uh, on our shoulders and take with a lot of pride that you are doing creative work that's been built for 200 years it's not a new product we do have new brands we work with but it is definitely something that you, you do take into consideration it's real it's a real uh, benefit kind of working here and as, as, a, as, a, and as a planning manager kind of trying to create those I'd imagine moments of of, of relevance for the brand in, in consumers lives and, the, and and positioning in the right way how challenging has that come from I know you, you for those who don't know you you've a you've a, you've a long um uh, wealth of history in in media not only from an investment point of view but also planning and and and, and plan yeah. management point of view so you're kind of seeing it all sides and now that we're kind of we're we're not even starting into we're we're practically or we're going into that dark market era as a planning manager what what how does that throw up challenges to you on a, on a daily basis yeah so dark market's gonna be an interesting one so for anyone that doesn't know dark market will mean it will have lots of heavy restrictions coming in on alcohol alcohol advertising coming down the line and um, it definitely does bring challenges but i think it brings challenges and opportunities we just need to be so much more creative in the places that we can be and you know there's no point of us going oh we wish we just you know throw in the towel and we you know we can't do we can still do certain stuff on tv for example and that's a big part of what we do in terms of but there's so much more there's so much more from the beer mats that are in the pub that we can really activate on how do we build up that community that we do on a daily basis so there's a lot there but yeah as a planning manager a lot of the work that we do is audience segmentation kind of positioning you know planning managers it depends on the organization but i know when i listened to your your mark Ritson podcast he was like there's so much more that happens that me coming from an agency background and an agency perspective where i worked for about eight years and like you said from an investment to procurement 
TV buyer, which is a bit of a rarity. They're not around as much anymore. And then went into kind of the client side and then went to Accenture, which is Accenture and Droger and Rothko, which is kind of bringing all that kind of creative thing together. Coming from there where you're, and I think Aaron, you said it, it's like you're at the end of the brief is kind of where you engage at it from an agency perspective. As a planning manager, you're in much more of that preset. And it's really about spotting opportunities for growth. How do we actually kind of take a brand from point A to point B and what can we actually do with it? That's a lot of what I do on a daily basis. So it's complex, but it's a really exciting place to be from a marketer because I always felt when I was an agency, you kind of want to engage just a little bit sooner. You kind of want to be like, mm-hmm. oh, well, if we kind of got to them, at, you know, say, for example, when a client is coming to us and they had the brief and it's kind of very determined. And sometimes some clients are amazing where they've kind of let you go off that creative idea, but some of them are very like, I know what I want you just need to go activate it or design it or create it for me. I'm very much, I've always felt that that was a bit of a, you know, a kind of nudge for me. It's like, we've, if we got them further, we could have done X, Y, and Z. And then I'm at that stage where we're much further in the process. It's really exciting. So, yeah. And like I said, it's a relatively new role for me, but I think the experience I've had from agency side has been second to none. There is, you know, I think for anyone that's in agencies, you learn so much so quick. It's an absolutely amazing learning ground. Um, and I don't know about you, but that's why I felt like I was kind of consistently moving different parts of the business. And I'll be in meetings and presentations here today. As of as a planning manager, I don't need to know at all. But when problems come up, because you have such wealth of experience from a media touch point of view, from a creative production point of view, mm-hmm. understanding consumer, you can kind of jump to solutions much quicker. Mm-hmm. So having that agency experience has been, yeah, it's amazing. And to kind of bring it all together in this kind of planning role. And I was only um talking to someone yesterday about this who was new in media, just talking about how that experience, let alone the amount of touch points you have and the understanding of, of, of media and the consumer, but the access you get to so many different industries and how they yeah. think and talk. So you take learnings, you can be like, well, this is how they do insurance and this is what they do in banking and spe- you know, in pensions mm. and this. And then you start to see like, oh, well, that, that, that's an interesting insight. Like you just get kind of slingshot into all these spaces that have put loads of money and loads of time mm. into when they're talking to you. And you're just like absorbing yeah. as much stuff as possible. And then I think it takes like a couple of years and then all of a sudden stuff starts clicking. It starts yeah. making sense. You start seeing similarities in different industries. You start seeing different, the, the same type of words. And I, I always thought that was really interesting. That's why I think media is such an amazing place for anyone to start their career. If they're going into that space, because you just get so such a wealth of knowledge, not just from the industry, but just from your clients. You know, I just always think that's that's one of the things I, I encourage people when they go into media is like really try and learn from your clients um, because they have so much information. And I think that was one thing that I in the last role, you know, being part of kind of much more of a global network, <laughs> there was lots more. But Accenture was huge and have lots of different kind of specialties and stuff, but I would have worked in like kind of B2B space and pharma space. You know, you're, you're still talking to people. It's like you have that moment where everyone's like, oh no, well, I'm a specialist in X, Y, and Z. It was like, as communications experts, we're still talking and dealing with people. Mm-hmm. There's different pain points and different barriers that we need to overcome. And some of them can be, you know, left side thinking, right side thinking with the brain, you know, heuristics and everything else plays into it, but you're still dealing with people all the insights, all the knowledge that you've had working over different types of clients. I worked a lot in teleco space beforehand. I worked a lot in the kind of public sector space in relation to health and so forth. And then the auto space, like the insights I have in that are still used in my day-to-day job every day. You know, you're still trying to learn like what's the way that we can actually support and influence someone to get them to the next stage of that kind of consumer journey. Like, yeah, it's 100% about the clients. And I think 
one thing I'd often say to people is like, you know, there's like, oh, I only want to work on the big brands or I only want to work on the brands that my friends know about or something that I can tell my family at the dinner table. And I totally get that. That's like a kind of case of we take pride in what we do and we want people to know what we do. But that shouldn't just be a case that you always chase the big fancy shiny things now i'm saying that in a building that's made off that kind of stuff but i think in your agency experience it is worth kind of going to the more niche stuff and learning kind of different insights yeah definitely and i think i think with good managers and stuff you'll find that with mm. execs they'll they'll you you'll be helping on big brands but then they'll let you run a small brand and you know what i mean yeah. that's where you really get to cut your teeth and you're like oh wait i thought i understood this i fucking don't because otherwise you can really sit in the shadows at a big brand and think you're doing a lot until you have to be answerable to someone's almost overall marketing strategy. You're like, no, 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 that didn't work. Okay, we didn't sell those today. Fuck. Yeah. <laughs> and I think on that point as well, agencies give you such good exposure to senior leadership mm, that when yeah. you leave an agency, you know, you run that small brand, dealing with that kind of, you know, say a, a CMO that might have a limited budget, who then obviously has to present to the CFO and all that type of stuff. You know, agencies give you unlimited access to senior leadership. And then the more you progress, the bigger that gets and you do really feel like you have a lot of say in it and i think that's one thing that i really did benefit from very quickly mm. it's just like there's a bit of a sink or swim vibe to it and some people will struggle with that and i totally get that and that's totally fine and that sent a good line managers to spot that and help you progress it but if you can hold your ground and really communicate your points and kind of get that across it's mm. massively beneficial in your future career this sounds like a recruitment episode for agents. Yeah. You're going to start getting referral fees or something. Yeah. <laughs> this episode is brought by Prosperity. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, we better we better move on before we get in trouble with our actual sponsors. Uh, who are IRS Plus, by the way. Uh, so, um, Jamie, uh, what kind of ads then, when we asked you to come on and, and, and you've listened before, so did you kind of have some, oh, if I ever got asked, I'd bring these on or was it, complete head down better do some research what came to your mind yeah i think like for me like my job is very much monitoring what other companies are doing and brands are doing in the space on a daily basis so like i you know there's always people like oh, what's your favorite i, I kind of struggle to answer that because there's so many going through and as an industry we're consistently producing amazing work i think we've gotten much better at producing amazing work so when you asked me that question i was kind of like uh what will i think of and it it was kind of going through on the day, but yeah, I think for me, the ads that you'll see, like Cos Cosmo Planner, it's all about the insight and it's kind of how it's activated and how it actually goes forward. So that's really what I took from it as well. I think the last ad as well that will show a bit of a, you know, an interest of mine is kind of very much DNI focused, but it's not, uh, you know, neurodiversity and stuff like that. I think it's quite interesting space. Uh, I would not be, I think I get class. I've never really known these terms, but non-neurodiverse. Um, I've if you've ever been lucky enough to get an email off me, you probably won't. Geez, that chap can't spell for shit. I'm just really fucking dyslexic, so <laughs> it does kind of play into it. So when you're seeing that kind of representing new work and interesting work and kind of different people feeding into it, it definitely makes an interesting uh, perspective for me. So yeah, that's kind of where the ads come from. There's obviously one Guinness ad because I wouldn't do the brand any justice if I didn't bring it to the fore. Fair, and uh, let's let's let let's lead off then. What what Guinness ad uh, are we about to watch? So you're about to watch the St. Patrick's Day singing points ad from Guinness, which is only had to come out this St. Patrick's Day. It's a really interesting campaign. I think, well, I'd love you to watch the ad. I'd actually love you to see all the other work that went on with it as well. And 
St. Patrick's Day is an interesting one. It's probably a day of overconsumption, to be honest. And us as a brand, uh, we need to want to push that moderation and actually get people to really understand and realize that there is other options out there. Um, and that's kind of where this campaign kind of kicked off from. Uh, it's one of the biggest consumption days of the year. And we really want to, again, push that moderation message. The ad itself is very much led from what's happening on social. It's what people are currently doing. Um, it was led by Anzan our uh, head planner here in Ireland and she worked on it really extensively with the Guinness team but it brings that kind of joyful levity it's not you know I think some people when they're kind of going moderation messaging can sometimes be a bit telling me what to do we kind of wanted to position it as a kind of a joy play something that excites and something that engages people and so yeah I might go numb and just uh, sorry nush and just let the ad speak for itself interesting watching your faces watch the ad yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i've got to be like it's a consumer like panel that i'm like in behind a glass yeah. wall just watching what he's actually thinking You're like ask them this <laughs> <laughs> yeah um love that ad that was uh was quite big when it um when it came out i thought it was yeah. what's super interesting i always what i find about it is the visual right because i know i know that um the non-alcoholic the zero zero obviously isn't is different but visually it's it's almost identical like the head the, the black the white everything and what i always find what i found really interesting is well that ad reminds me of day two of a stag right it reminds me that day where you happen you're in fucking leitrim or somewhere and you've had to start drinking anyway or you're just sitting there's a bunch of pints on the table no one has even drank it yet and it's you're bored and someone starts, you know, they said, you know, those lads, there's lads on TikTok doing them, you know, there's like one random pub, there's a guy who does like magic tricks. It's like, take the pint off. There's loads of these like pub games yeah. where lads who have just been drinking too long are just like <laughs> trying to distract themselves because there's no TV in the bar or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it just reminds me of like sitting with a bunch of lads, there's pints everywhere, and someone just starts kind of performing, starts doing, watch this, you know, starts doing something yeah. funny. And I just thought that was super interesting to wrap the non-alcoholic with what I would call a super, uh, as you said, St. Patrick's Day is super excessive, can be perceived as that time. And I thought what was really nice was like, oh, you, you can sit in that environment, but it can be non-alcoholic. You can still have that fun 100%. with the singing and the having the yeah. crack and the magic tricks and just having like that second, almost second day banter. Right, because you can see yeah. there's like there's a bunch of pints together, so there's no fun been removed just because the alcohol's exactly. been removed. And I just thought that was just so well done, and just in a really nice, clean, not too pushy in your face. It was all done visually, exactly. and then obviously the music is super strong. But yeah, that was great. Yeah, you kind of you kind of yeah. cheated there by by getting body body tighter. Like that's just cheating <laughs> straight away. So bit lazy, yeah. bit lazy, Jamie. <laughs> You know, <laughs> wasn't me. I'll say it to him, but I'm sure she'll have it coming back to you. You too. planned it. Um, You're planning manager. No, no sorry, I didn't. I, I wasn't on that particular one. But it's just really interesting to see the team kind of with the process that they went through. And I think you're right, Shane. 
one of the biggest things that we obviously do a lot of work from a planning perspective on like what's the barriers to people with non-alcoholic and I think that mm-hmm. Ireland has this you know you're not drinking or you're on antibiotics what's you know yeah. the zero zero and cause Guinness is such a strong KBA key brand asset like mm-hmm. as the point is probably the most distinctive point in the world if you ask someone to draw a pint of lager it's yeah. all relatively same color and it's kind of hard to do if someone draws a black pint you automatically know what that is so having that there and just being able to feel that you're participating and that there's no difference and you can easily sit with the crowd and there's nothing else in between. That's what we really want to do is to push that moderation message that you can be part of the conversation. There's no difference. No one's going to question you if you're having a cup of tea or something like that, which unfortunately people do. It's not that they shouldn't, you know, you shouldn't feel that there is a barrier, but there we know that there is a barrier from a planning perspective. We know, we know what people are going to be saying to each yeah. other. So it is definitely key. And I think on the music point, Music for me, as a music fan who's grown up playing in really random name bands for years and I thought it was going to be a rock star, music is so key in advertising. It's such an emotional connection. It's one of the really quickest and easiest ways to kind of build that and set that scene. And I know when they were doing that, ad, the music was a massive part of it. I think the guys in AMV, it was uh, an absolutely amazing piece of work got the creative I think to that point really really quickly but it was the music what I understand kind of listening back is what they were saying the music was actually a big kind of challenge for them it's like picking the right team how do you do it from there so yeah no it's an amazing piece of work and I, I think with that campaign is what you're done seeing as well it's all the other stuff that went on it so the zero zero so they're going to O'Donoghue's and they're putting the zero zero so like the blue oh, letters yes. in front of O'Donoghue's and all that kind of stuff there was yeah. so much built around it there was amazing activations because that was obviously the weekend of the Six Nations final between Ireland and England in the Aviva, yeah. sampling loads and loads of Guinness as well. And then they were going into if you had a they had a really good partnership with Tesco where you bought got free cans and so forth. So it's huge. And like we see the results in the back end about the share volumes and all that type of stuff. The month was amazing performance. So it just goes to show that that link of really good effective communications. Mm-hmm. 360 so thinking of every single touch point because you don't it's not what we're seeing there is a small part of the overall campaign has amazing impact and like that ad did really well in system one and scored i think a 4.6 i'm gonna oh, wow. I don't hold me to that number but it was really really high yeah. and again that played on the emotion and played on everyone was able to understand what it was the music and the joyful levity so it was an amazing piece of work um, and turned around very quickly so yeah. it was that idea to be agile and kind of push it from there so it was a really good piece of work from the team i have a quick Production question: You might know the answer to this. Is that done that with <laughs> air in a can, or is that done with CGI, the the actual foam? Uh, it's not done with air in a can. I straw? could. Yeah. yeah, I think it's a straw. I think it is, is that, a straw. Isn't, isn't um, it based on the the TikTok of the lattes kind of going woo? You know, the, the lattes was kind of one of the first points, and then it naturally progressed into people doing it with pints again. And that's, the latte yeah, that's, I've seen people do this with pints again. This has been around for you know what I mean? It's been a thing for quite a while. Yeah, so it's been around. More, that's yeah, yeah, it's a thing. It's a herd, like it's a thing. I've seen lads doing pubs, so I was yeah, just more it's, wondering it's, it's, it's for themselves to be like, did they because they were under pressure? Was it like, fuck we only have a day, this is taking too long, we can't get it, just just do it in post? So I was more just curious, they did it if they did it in no, that was all, yeah, pint, yeah. Okay, I know cool. it was all done. It was all done in person and shot in person. I'm not so. going to be the most up to date on their production, but I know when they were saying that they did it, I was like, oh, I love them when they had actually made a video about them making the video. But that's yeah. just me being a real advertising nerd. But uh, <laughs> yeah, 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 no, it kind yeah, of cool. I think it, something to do with a straw. Yeah, the uh, Guinness here. I'm a big fan <laughs> of of uh, the Guinness, but also zero zero is like when it was announced. It was like finally, yeah, there's a 
there's an, a non-alcohol ver- version of a drink I want to drink if I if I, mm. if, if I if I if I want to drink it at that stage and but it's also turned into a bit of a bit where like even last weekend I I was camping and I was bringing out uh, I was actually thinking of this ad funny enough like genuinely thinking of this ad last weekend because I was bringing out it was in Strand Hill and I was bringing out oh, nice. a glass of rosé and a pint and I had a pint of water so I like literally like you know the triangle you do with the hand yeah yeah. Oh, but we were outside, but it was windy because it's along the beach. So as soon as I got out, the, the pint was like, you know, the perfect domage on the pint, but the wind Good just words. caught it. So literally, it was, it was that kind of lifting of the cream. And it, that's what it made me think of that ad. But as soon as I brought the, um, put the pint, uh, the drinks down, uh, Kat goes, I was literally, you know, you put them down and you're, you're settling. So you're, you're, you're leaning your arse down in the seat. It's not 100% there. And Kat just goes, they poured you a zero zero, and I literally just froze, and I had to check glasses. She got me like she got me. She got me. She got me good. Like that, that, such a simple little thing like that that you can yeah, uh, yeah. just 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 turn that as, as as a bit, which is which is great because you're getting you're getting the that mentioned and getting the reach and stuff like yeah. that. No, it's been good. It's been highly successful. I think there's been a lot. It, it was. It wasn't the first zero zero products on the market, and um, we know there's other ones that play, but that's because they focus so hard and getting the liquid right. There's yeah. a lot of work that's gone in yeah. to get that liquid to where it is today, and I think that's why it's been so successful. It's just yeah, great it's that you can go it. up and around if you don't want to drink. You can get a zero and get 100%. everyone else around, yeah. and you don't come back, and you just don't have to deal with it. <laughs> like, yeah, exactly. You don't want to get trip. that awkward question, yeah, or that annoying the, question. The, like, and then the Rome's like, I don't know, I think, I think he's, he's had a bit more. Jeez, you all right? Yeah. Oh no, he's not all right. So okay, maybe the missus yeah. is Adam, and you're like, "Fuck off!" I just, just give me, give me, give yeah. me five minutes. All right. Yeah, yeah great to see that it's, yeah, it's uh, great. It's, it's on tap in a few locations. It's getting on tap. Uh, on tap. Yeah, the uh, sure. Um, sorry, the penetration of taps is on the way up as well, yeah, uh, and on tap, it, like, it's both an amazing product. But yeah, even just to have uh, the reason for tap is the bars. We just really want to get it out, and like we do a lot of volume of it as well. So. Mm. It's been really successful. So this penetration has grown and grown and grown. So yeah, it's been a really big launch, and hopefully we'll see more of it next Paddy's Day as well. And cool. uh, thank you to this segment sponsor Guinness Zero Zero for uh, for this segment <laughs> of the podcast. All we want so, is twenty four <laughs> cans of Zero Zero. That's all we want. <laughs> we'll arrange something. We'll pay postage. We'll pay postage. Uh, so uh, that that's a that's a great one to kick off your yeah. account there, Jamie. So what can we expect for our next ad? The next one. One is a recent winner just at a relatively large festival down south of France that happened about a week ago. Um, I don't know if anyone knows it, but it's called Cannes. Um, also, the Guinness Zero Zero was shortlisted as well, so they're happy with that. So definitely some bills for next year. Um, the one from Ikea is an interesting one. Again, coming back to the insight, um, it's a very simple piece of creative. There's no, um, It's not a video. It's more of a display asset, what I gather from what they were saying to us as well. But a really good insight into just human behavior, because I think that's something that we often miss in some of the creative. It's like, oh, well, people are doing this because they might either state that they're doing it in surveys or a piece of research that they read online is saying that they did something. This is actually human behavior that's observed and learned and kind of fed into the creative as well. So it's a really good piece of work by IKEA. Great. Let's have a look.
yeah, that's a great. That's um, there. I've seen those print. I've seen those ads in print for IKEA. Yes, it's gone kind of yeah. full the way through, and I think especially for like, like not to be, but Canada is not known for being very focused on product ads. But that is, it, it's a it's a product ad in its basic principle, but a really good insight to this human behavior is that you'll never be as good as the actual physical armchair it's always going to be the parent that holds and it's always you are at that second best um, and being that second best is the position that they go to because i think if we walked in someone's like oh we're going to make a product that's second best it's like what well, we want to be yeah. first but it's a really good insight to human behavior um yes. yeah, yeah. Me, like me with my i have a two and a half year old and i have another on the way in october and it just when I, thanks yeah and, uh, or commiserations <laughs> 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 um but uh the like feeding i'd always feed my son breakfast and just the armchair one is the one i've seen and like we use the ikea bowl so it's the, even the mm. same bowl and the same spoon and i'm like oh it's just so true it's like he got to a certain age and you just he just won't use his changing table that now just gathers clothes so you've got to <laughs> it and it's an ikea changing table and you're like okay and it just happens it's because your child just wants to be with you all the time and it's amazing yeah. but you will always have the thing for them you know yeah. what I mean? The parent will never not have the thing for them, even if it's not used, just in case they need to use it once or just in case. So I just, for me, it was like, uh, it's just such strong insight. And the what, what I love, what I love about it creatively is the image works with no mm. copy. You know what I mean? You just yeah. price. Like that to me is like, you, you know you're onto something that is perfect when you're like, do we yeah. need to put copy being like, we know, blah, blah, blah. No, just everyone will know. Everyone will know, <laughs> you know. And I just think, uh, yeah, it's a lovely piece of work. That's uh, it's it's savage. I love it. Yeah, and like uh, to your point, like I'm always a fan of simplicity. Just like because we've such short attention spans when we're looking at creative now, we're bombarded on a daily basis. You know, there is need for complexity for say very complex things to purchase. So like I know the salesforce they have that very small chart thing that they do but like mm -hmm. i'm sure if you went into salesforce and wanted a very very long engated crm solution you know you're not just going to see a full page i don't know exactly what that is is obviously points of purchase and stuff like that mm -hmm. simple ideas will always work best and ikea are in terms of their overall ethos as a brand the simplicity plays through from the design of the product assembling the product use of the product to the creative mm -hmm. it's a brand that's sought the entire way through so it's an amazing piece of work and it, it, I don't know why I feel this, but it, it's kind of, it gives off the vibe that you get in Ikea where you you go in for one thing and you come out with 10 A other kid. things that you did. <laughs> you come out with 10 other things that you didn't plan on because it's yeah. like, it's so simple. It's like, oh yeah, I need that actually. Yeah. Mm. Do it's... that now. And, and then suddenly you're like, oh shit, I should have got a basket. <laughs> you know that's <laughs> i did um i was studying before joining here i kind of went back and did a bit of study around behavioral science and ikea is consistently just held up as like the most amazing innovation of how to use like kind of nudge and i know that can sometimes be considered a bit of a dirty word because you're trying to get people to a point of punctures but they do it amazingly well and just using like the like heuristics and recall and just really a, a lot of what they do is very simple monitoring of people and i know I know that sounds like a crazy thing that brands should be doing, but a lot of brands aren't. And um, they just do a lot of really good exploration into the consumers and what's going to work for them the best. 
um, and that comes the whole way through. But yeah, that that is one thing though I've often said is like, why don't they have baskets consistently dotted the whole way around the store? Because you're never going to know it at the start. You're like, oh, you're cutting yourself, and it's like shit. And we start adding stuff very quickly. So you know, that's maybe, maybe that's why because you'll have a point of realization. Where you're like, what the, what the fuck am I doing? And you just dump it all yeah. uh, on one shelf that they have to go yeah. re- rearrange. But like Jamie, I think you're overcomplicating it a little bit because. All you have to do is dump a load of fucking dimes in front of the cash register, and I'm going to buy the dimes. Like that's that's not that's not overcomplicated. I'm, no, that they go across the Swedish meatballs, yeah. Like um, even if you if it's like Takeshi's Castle, where and you and you, you go through the gauntlet of the showrooms and even the downstairs bit, and you don't pick up anything, you're like you you you've won the war. You're you're going to lose the last battle with the dimes at the at at at, at the checkout for sure. Uh, sorry, Shane. Um, well, yeah, what I was going to say was my, my favorite thing with Ikea is um, their attention to detail is almost Disneyland-esque. Mm. Um, whereas, like, I've never been to Disneyland or Disney World and, like, you'd push your hand, you'd push past, like, a bush, something, and there'd be, like, a carving in a tree that potentially maybe 10 people have seen, but took mm. someone, someone decided to put it there, right? Because yeah. it fits in with the whole motif. And I love when you go into their little dress sets and you're, like, down in the kitchen or you're like oh you open a press and it's full of cutlery or if mm. it's in a kid's section it's full of kids cut like no one's fucking looking at that but they fill it they they're like no no someone might someone might and they need it needs to be it needs to follow through and i just think that kind of intention to do that there's no moment where you're in their space where they don't try and allow you to picture this doing what it's meant to do for you and mm. it's just incredibly impressive and i think their advertising kind of brings that to life as well with with the amount of insights that they bring through and it just the fact that it's replicated in store there's no there's no part of their brand that lets itself down apart from maybe i fucking hate putting furniture together but there's nothing they can do about that <laughs> no it still has to be produced in some shape or form yeah and it, like even as a brand like i know this year they won seven i got to go to cam one year and some of the work they they cleaned up even more then but even also just like insights on who the consumer are. Like we know that these are people that are obviously tend for this particular ad, obviously have kids, but like even stuff like they would design the boxes because we all know to a certain extent what's a kid's number one toy tends to be a box. They design their boxes that they can be thrown into kids' toys as in that you can now chop them up and make say like a rocket ship or you can make say like a, a house or whatever else in between. Like they have that level of attention to detail. Like they're number one in terms of, um, I know their founders also the sex as well. And one big trait is abstract thinking. Mm-hmm. and it's thinking of stuff with really big pictures and he brings a lot of that truth to the design stuff as well so yeah just an amazing brand and i think lucky if you're in there working on their advertising team is that you know you have such an amazing product it makes it the communications much you can be much more straightforward much more simple it doesn't need to be you know kind of covered up to kind of sell something that isn't to that kind of standard yeah yeah for sure we could we could actually do an IKEA special of this uh, this show. There's 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 so much to go through with them. In fairness, in the IKEA story, of course, exactly yeah. sponsored. <laughs> this section sponsored by IKEA. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I would I would love to 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 to, to keep talking about IKEA, but we uh, we we must we must move on. Time marches on. So what uh, what's your your final show piece for us, uh, Jamie? Yeah, so this one's a, a new one from Apple. It kind of went a bit under the radar. Like, I'd seen it a few months after it came out, and then obviously all the stuff that kind of comes before camp beforehand, you do your kind of analysis and kind of predictions and stuff like this. It's a pro, it's a pro, again, it's a product ad. It's not a, a mo- well, it's very emotional when you watch it, um, but it's a product ad. 
you know, it, Apple do again to this point, it really don't need to be saying much. A lot of this is driven by the visuals um, and the music. The music in this, again, is another key point of the overall creative. But it's an ad called The Greatest. And it shows the capabilities that Apple products have for people with um, disabilities and how they can use it uh, to support them in everyday life. A really amazing piece of work. One for the DNI line and this year, the Grand Prix, I'm pretty sure. So an amazing piece of work. Hey Siri, set my morning scene. It's currently clear and 71 degrees. Today's high will be 80 degrees. Open weather, swipe left. I am the greatest. I said that even before I knew I was. distracting you and trying to think about it because you're like hold on Shane I think we've we've lost Jamie's audio Jamie can you hear us I'm back sorry put myself yeah. on mute <laughs> um, it's even distracting watching it because because when you don't use features like that and then you see them you're like wait yeah. you start thinking about it then so you get lost in the you get lost in the work mm. and then you start extrapolating it out um, yeah. but I actually thought there was an opportunity for a joke a minute in is you know when uh, he looks at the two doors and the other music stops. I thought it was going to be, and something you don't think of, men or women's, like washroom. I thought that's what it was going to be. And I was like, oh, that's funny. Yeah, that's actually something. I'm like, fuck. So that's where my brain was like extrapolating out, like what in life I'm not thinking about that Apple is yeah. doing for people, like the baby yeah. crying and stuff like that. And I suppose that's, that's an work. amazing piece. So yeah. emotion driven, yeah. like you're bringing someone through a narrative of a story. Like, look, it's, it, it's not a piece that's, it does go out and I think in TV in some states in sorry, some parts of America, but it's something to be watched in full. It's an amazing piece of film, but even just pulling you in. Cause like you've had this amazing soundtrack. The music is really impactful. And then it's that pause and you're like, what's the moment. Yeah. And 
that baby crying is a distress signal to every single person in the world. Everyone knows exactly what that means at that moment. And the fact that then it's the Apple Watch that can tell someone in that situation, you're just like, bang. Because that ad is probably not created for people that know that this is, that have um, these, you know, restrictions in their lives yeah. that they'll know about them. And that's probably why they purchase them. It's probably more so for people that are in that space, I probably don't know, but it's also for us to see the innovative work that Apple's doing daily to really support people. It's an amazing piece of work. Again, like I said, it kind of went a bit unnoticed when it came out internally. It's still my internal agency in Apple as well. So sometimes these things can be at play, but it's just an amazing piece of work. And it definitely, it, it got the credit it deserved and can as well. So it's a really good piece of work. It's uh, it's, it's funny. I, was, I ended up thinking that we, we just watched a product demo for a lot mm. of their different products in their ecosystem and the brief could have been yeah. show the the range and you could get a series of kind of boring uh three minute explainers of how mm -hmm. to use facial yeah. expressions for photo editing or you know mm -hmm. using your macbook same with the the watch and stuff but instead we got an absolute belter of a two minute 20 ad that not only told you really quickly what it showed didn't tell us it showed us the uh, the products uh, those features in action but did in a really entertaining and emotional way it, like it brought us on mm. a journey and told us a story uh multiple stories simultaneously like there's yeah. a lot happening there and again to that point you know cans are covered for product that they tend to be these cinematic pieces of amazing creative or these one-off spoofs that were never made but they go out that they wear and you know you've you hear all the dodgy stories of running an ad at one o'clock in the morning once in a certain state or a newspaper ad going out in a very small local ad and they're, oh, it's ran, so it's going to win a can. Yeah, that That's not that ad. That's a product that is used every day and it is based on products that's consumed by a lot of people. Um, and the fact that you can do that emotively, creatively, is just, it's testament to them as a brand as well. So yeah, and look, again, to from that TNI point of view, it's like, that's a big focus of Canada in there as well, but this is actually a practical thing. You know, it's not just something that was done to win. It's not award bait. It's actual massively impactful creative work that's really delivered for them. And credit to them, they've I could be number one or second uh, brand that can kind of win the most amount of awards, but also have the most amount of impact. So yeah, really, really, really good piece of work. And again, I think it probably to that point is probably a bit under the wire because it was an internal team, mm -hmm. but being so close to the product meant that they could really do it. And they've done other stuff as well. There was um, quite a funny little one. It was like, again, a product ad. It was like uh, that one this year, definitely got a bit of credit this year, was like um, a person with their pet and they text their partner to say the pet had died. But then Pickle. the pet jumps up and it's, yes, it's just the kind of funny music thing. It's like the unsend as with Apple, we always have your back. You're just like, so quick, so short. And just kind of playing that in again, simplistically, because active attention is limited for a lot of people and not that it's getting smaller so it's the creative that we're putting out there for a lot of people is just fucking getting shitter so the ones that are actually doing well will grab you very quickly and you're actively engaged with it so no really great piece of work yeah totally uh in fairness uh hats off to the editing and that as well like the, yeah there's so many wires crossing simultaneously you know, back and forth and around so like to edit that into the the tight story it is but also like little bits of craft of the song being said through the actual pieces, the live action that was produced and stuff, and edited uh, on Pro Tools at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you run that's Pro Tools is using. Yeah, it's it's, uh, it's it's really cool. Um, that's a that's a that's a great one. In fairness, mm. um, I I I remember that ad, but I, 
it's seeing it again actually it's way more impactful i don't know it's weird mm. than seeing it a second time you know where you actually like oh, right, it's okay, so yeah it's so fast that you're probably just noticing different things yeah. as well you could probably watch it a few times because the pace of it is highly impactful mm. to the creative yeah. as well like yeah. i think that and, and they've done that as well look don't get me wrong you guys are way more in that editing space than I am, but even the one that they had the the soccer man that runs across the line for the stabilizing and stabilizing uh, stabilizing the camera that that's another product one again it, they've very much gone into that fast paced fast tempo kind of way to kind of show to you very quickly and again that will probably pay down to the touch points that they're using about attention it's just like well, we need and to think, actively jump into it as well and I think as well like I I, I think it's 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 one for attention but like even for this like I would have done an awful lot of work with um power chair users when i used to work in the uk and there's a big kind of um sentiment around the community that nothing should be slower just because it's our life so yeah what you do with that upbeat and they would use that pass it's like your life is just as exciting and moving as mm. anyone else so they yeah. in- include that in as well as then they bring that like as you said proper attention span and things like that but for the stabilization one it's i think what they're really trying to do with that kind of increase in speed with their editing is bring like everyone feels life can go really really fucking quick <laughs> yeah. so i think they're really trying to do that in a, in a really smart way but then there is subtle ones like one of my favorite product ads that they came out with i think last year was the um, apple watch the nine 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 one one phone call and three yeah. real life recordings of one guy who'd been swept out to sea one guy i think was stuck in a car underwater and another was a farmer who had hurt himself mm, on a thing. Yeah, heart attack call. or something. Wasn't yeah, it? it was something. And you they used the call of these three people. And it, all mm. it actually is, is just, it's the exact opposite, right? But because the editing required it, it's just a drone shot in a kind of environment that where the phone call could have been coming from. So I yeah. think, because um, they really want you to take, st- like, take stock and listen to what's happening. But I think yeah. um, they're just getting really good at knowing how to edit the film with the product, what people want to yeah. take in, take in with the product. Do you know what I mean? Cause you could have done that nine one, one call and made it fast paced and like, you know, ambient yeah. silence. it was like, no, no, no. It's about the person on the end. So let's listen to the person yeah. on the end, you know? Um, but no, I think and it's that moment really of like, cool. slow it down. Cause that's one of the most scary moments. It'd be the longest moment take it off, near but... death. It'd be yeah. one of the longest moments of your life. You know what I mean? So yeah. it's, uh, yeah. It's uh no, I think they're brilliant. Like, it's, yeah. like there's three brands that really know what the fuck they're doing. <laughs> so, yeah, because like, that's it's like yeah. I think that's and not not to shit anyone on any, but like because I spend so much time looking at the advertising that's coming out and understanding the insights that brand doing. Like, thankfully, it's part of my job. It's part I really enjoy. You see a lot of shit. Like, you see, <laughs> you see an awful lot of stuff, and like yeah. it's always made with the best intentions. And then by the time it gets to execution, you're just like, what the. F- you know some stuff that's out there but i do think as an industry though we have gotten better Mm -hmm. and not to you know there's stuff around you guys in system one are very much kind of going you know tracking advertising that's gone out but then it's staying consistent for long periods of time you know that's a good sign the short-termism does feel like we're over that kind of hump as an industry like we have kind of stepped away from that thankfully because, you know, new ads come out every six weeks and changing it over and this whole perception, oh, there's wear out, absolutely rubbish. It's called wear in. It takes time to get into consumers. And that's really what, well, thankfully, we don't have to do much of it in here, but it's how, it's how we can kind of see that from external brands, you know, that are consistently changing narrative, changing position, color palettes, everything else in between. And that's a kind of a real learning curve for me. And it's something that, like, 
you spend a lot of time looking at other people and you're like where is this going and then when you have stuff that kind of comes true that's really really good we all stand around and clap and celebrate it because like it can sometimes feel like a rarity it can sometimes feel like well we haven't seen something good in a while so you know this is getting a lot of attention where we should all kind of aim to aim for them kind of brands aim for that kind of really good creative work that has simple things of emotion simplicity easy to understand and we're using effective touch points to actually get it across you know it's not it is rocket science in some aspects but in other aspects i think we just overcomplicate it as fuck like we don't need to add in ai integration of an ad that's going to bespokely make something that's going to get seen by one person like just keep it simple keep it straightforward we know what we're doing good products you know the four p's hey we did the whole way through it's definitely interesting um there's a yeah, it's some some sage advice there. Keep keep it simple, <laughs> stupid as as the old saying goes. The granny uh, test. If your granny doesn't understand it, no one else gonna yeah, understand yeah. it. Yeah, uh, Jamie, they're they're a brilliant set of ads. Thank you so much for for that selection. Uh, it's fantastic. Um, great ones to add to the archive. And uh, if uh, if anyone wants to get in touch, with you, how do they do so? And is there any any kind of exciting exciting plans or launches coming up that you, that you can give us a sneak uh, insight into or anything like that? Yeah, um, we just recently launched our new Rockshore campaign. Um, again, amazing to see the team doing a really good. I think if you see it, you'll understand straight away that Irish humor has been really well built into it. You know, that this is the lads one we with see, the yeah. friends making fun of each other. Yes, with the piano. It's yeah, the one where because yeah, yeah. yeah, it's really good because I always say to people, and you know, we work with a really international team here, and sometimes. You know, people who say just like, you know, aren't harsh, like, there's a lot of slagging going on here. It's like, well, slagging in Ireland is thankfully a sign of acceptance. It's a sign of love. And that's kind of what plays into it. It's like, you know, you, if you're not being slagged, there's probably something wrong with you because they probably, you know, feel that kind of way. And that's kind of playing into that Irish humor really, really good. So that's exciting. There's lots of stuff coming down the line for the two World Cups, the Women's World Cup down in Australia and then the and World Cup, the World Cup June course as well. So yeah, lots of exciting stuff. We're really into the kind of summer activations at the moment. So lots of stuff around festivals. So yeah, amazing. If you want to get in touch with me, just reach out to me on LinkedIn or Twitter. Really, that's about it. Brilliant. Uh, well, thank you so much, Jamie. That's Jamie Fulham, planning manager at Diageo, with a, a fantastic selection of, of ads there. And if you want to see any of those, if you're just listening, you can go to workwithfo.e forward slash podcast, where you can get all them in all their glory uh, but until next week thank you very much for listening and goodbye thank you here's that i love that ad is proudly sponsored by irs plus the one-stop shop for expert local radio planning and media agnostic brand solutions if you have a media brief you need to speak to irs plus go to irsplus.ie or mail hello at irsplus.ie for more